You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Vernon Baptist Church, Westwood, in Memphis, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. Say to anybody in the room that got that testimony, somehow I made it. I said, somehow I made it. I think we ought to take a moment to just give God praise as you look back over your life and begin to think things over. And somebody said from the pit of your belly, somehow I made it. I said, somehow I made it. Somebody say, through it all. Somebody say, through it all. Tell them my mama didn't bring me through. My daddy didn't bring me through. It wasn't my friends that brought me through, but it was God. Hallelujah. It was the Lord. Let us go to God in prayer. Dear Master, we come here today gathered over here on Park Roads remembering we've had some tough roads but we've gotten up this morning with remembrance that it was nobody but you. My late grandmother, missionary Elsa Williams, would say it like this, it's nobody God but God. God, it was bad language, but it was good theology. Because grandmama understood that it was nobody but the Lord that brought us through. So God, we did not want to move forward any further without telling you thank you. Because there is none like you in all the earth. You're in a class all by yourself. Because God, we look at our lives and our everyday existence and we thank for the fact that we've never told our heart to beat. That last breath we just took, you made it happen without our permission. So God, we want to tell you, thank you. Because you've been keeping us. Even in spite of the fact we're not worthy to be kept. So God, we don't want to be found deficient in our praise. But God, it's preaching time. I told you a long time ago, God, that I would preach for you. And I ask now, dear Master, that you would come in the building even the more. Be with me in the preaching moment and open up the minds and hearts of your people to receive the word that comes from you. For indeed, God, you are my shepherd and I am your sheep. Lead me, guide me. Then, God, even make me, even if you have to break me into what I ought to be. Then, God, we ask that you would bless this food that we are about to receive. That it may be nourishment, strength, and what we need to walk out this life for you to be pleasing in your sight. God, we love you, we thank you, and we bless you. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. And all the redeemed of God said together, amen, amen, and amen. If you love him, come on, put your hands together in this place. 
I said, if you really love him, come on, put your hands together in this place and give God praise. Giving our praise to God the Father, to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to our comforter and keeper, the Holy Spirit that seals us into the day of redemption. We honor the Lord on this day for all that he has done, all that he is doing right now, and all that we stand in tiptoe anticipation by faith, knowing he will do for us in our future. Uh, to the Mount Vernon family, hey, y'all, it's good to see y'all again. Amen, amen. Thank you again to uh, the ushers and greeters and to the Mount Vernon family for allowing me to come um, and to invite uh, myself and Shiloh to be with you in worship on this day. Um, I want to say thank you to Shiloh Baptist Church. Uh, Mount Vernon, I love y'all, but for me, I'm a little biased to the greatest church on this side of heaven. Uh, they are good to me, and I try my best to be good to them. Um, and I appreciate them so much for coming and journeying uh, to be with their pastor on today, uh, for them to come and, and see a piece of my heritage, uh, to be with people who watch me, as Pastor Watkins said, uh, run around this church and sit behind my dad in that red drum set over in the, in the chapel um, and, and get my spiritual foundation um, and love for the Lord Jesus Christ. So Mount Vernon, I want to say to each of you that have had any part um, in my rearing and spiritual upbringing, thank you so much. Uh, your work is not in vain. And wherever it is that I go, I take Mount Vernon with me. To my friend and brother, Pastor Watkins, God bless you, sir. Thank. Come on, let's praise God for your pastor, my friend. Man, your brotherhood means the world to me, man. I really do appreciate you. Lady Watkins, God bless you. Uh, the, the fragrance of this house, Pastor Conway, God bless you. Um, and to each one of you, uh, my father's children. To my deacons that are here, God bless you. And officials of Shiloh, um, I appreciate your presence and holding up my arms as I attempt to do the Lord's work. Well, listen, let's journey uh, to 1 uh, um, um, first, uh, first Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians, uh, we're going to dive today to chapter 5. It's a very familiar passage of scripture, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Uh, those that are able, if you would be so kind, to be your custom to stand and honor God's word. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, be, uh, we will read verse 18. It's our only verse for the day. My father and my mother are here. Uh, Rodney Taylor and Jacqueline Dogger, God bless you. Thank you all so much uh, for your loving kindness. My wonderful, wonderful, wonderful grandmother, uh, Sister Janet Morgan, is here. Um, that, that is uh, one that is the, 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 the apple of my eye. That's my grandmama, y'all. Amen. I tell people I cut somebody long, short, deep, wide, and often by my grandmama. Amen. Uh, don't see, let this clergy call a fool you. Amen. You don't mess with my grandmama. Amen. And to all of you, uh, uh, God's children. If you have it, uh, say amen. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse uh, 18. Um, it's where we want to pitch our sermonic tent on today. The Bible utters these words from the New Revised Standard Version of the Word of God. It simply says these words. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Uh, King James Version would say it like this, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus 
concerning you. I want to talk today uh, from the thought as the Spirit shall guide, and as you pray with me, I want to talk about thinking through it. Thinking through it. You may take your seats as we attempt to thank God through it. Tragedies are commonplace. All types of diseases, people are slipping away. Economy's down and people can't get enough pay with inflation. Amen. But as for me, all I can say is thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Folks without homes living out in the streets and the drug habit some say they just can't be muggers and robbers they stealing kias and hyundais and anything they can put their hands on no place seems to be safe but you've been my protection i wish i had a witness in here every step of the way and i gotta say sister hill i gotta say thank you lord for all you've done for me. I like it when we drive and say, it could have been me. Outdoors, with no food and no clothes, or left alone without a friend, or just another tragic number with a tragic end, but you didn't see fit. My granddad would say, say man, to let none of these things be. Because every day by your power, you keep on, do I have any kept people in the room today? Keep on keeping me. And I got to say, thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. You see, I was always taught as a child that, that it's important to have good manners. And in fact, if you was ever found as a child around my family on either side, that if you were found uh, not exhibiting good manners, uh, I could be assured that some adult in my sphere of influence would correct me and remind me through various ways. <laughs> remind me to show some good manners. One of the most impactful forms of showing good manners that I was uh, taught as a child was being thankful. I was always taught that when somebody does something for you, you need to say thank you. Because people don't have to do anything, and then they, when they do it, they don't have to do it for you. It was embedded in me a long time ago, but as I experienced the rising and settings of the sun, I am finding out more and more that we are living in a time, brothers and sisters, where we live in a world that is becoming more and more ungrateful and don't believe in saying thank you, uh, that, that it is a necessity in our lives. The uh, truth of the matter is, it's not as important as it used to be seemingly with these generations that are coming now. And I want to submit to us, before I go any further in this sermon, that we should live our lives every day, uh, regardless of what the day brings. Listen here. Well, regardless of what the day brings, we ought to have a thank you in our heart and a thank you coming out of our mouths. 
Let me stop, rewind, back it up and dump it because somebody missed the shout there. I said, it does not matter uh, what the day brings. We as uh, creations of God, children of God, we ought to have a thank you in our hearts and a thank you coming out of our mouths. As a matter of fact, just in case you hadn't said it today, somebody ought to tell the Lord thank you. And if we be honest, uh, if nobody else should have a thank you coming out of our mouths and we all here in African-American history and African-American heritage day, if anybody ought to always have a thank you coming out of our mouth, it ought to be black folk. Because we made it through, our ancestors made it through slavery and, and, and dealing with massing Only because the master took care of us. I wish I had a witness in here. Their, their testimonies of Jim Crow and segregation and redlining and, 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 and the miseducation and uneducation and non-education of our children where we got the stuff that was left over. I thank God for the fact that we serve a God that not only kept us, but he helped us to be able to take what was left over and obsolete and we still was able to come out and get degrees and be a doctors and get PhDs and be able to make a change in our society. But it was only because of the God that we serve. And that's why we ought to always, uh, somebody say black folk ought to be, always be saying thank you. Because the reality of it is, it was nobody but the Lord. And this is the idea that Apostle Paul gives to us in this text. As he writes this short letter to the congregation of, of the church of Thessalonica. This church that was founded in the city that was the capital of the Roman province. This one that is located on the great Mediterranean naval base. It was known as a prosperous commercial center. Paul only spent a short time in this city. But, he, but, but his teaching took a deep root in the people of the church so that the point was that the church grew rapidly uh, because of that rapid growth the church at Thessalon Thessalonica experienced great persecution and were driven out by the opposition opposition organized by a hostile Jewish uh, population Stop the whole minute, Jordan. Let me drop this in your lap for a moment. I said that Paul, because of his teaching, the, the church at Thessalonica grew rapidly. And as they grew, it was some people that didn't like that. And they organized against them so that they would be able to drive them out. This ain't in my notes, but I want to throw this in for free. The moment you start growing, somebody going to start hating. I say, when you make a determination in your mind that the word of God is going to make a difference in my life, the word of God is going to guide the way I walk, the word of God is going to guide the way I talk, the word of God is going to keep me uh, from saying to you what's really in my mind because you don't know what the Lord, because uh, uh, there have been some people in each one of our lives that have uh, pushed us to a point and you find yourself saying, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. Uh, 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 uh. They trying to find out that they this close from finding out what the Lord really delivered you from. You thinking about that person on your job right now. They this close. They don't even know it. Somebody say they this close. So anytime you growing, but you can count on the fact that somebody gonna be hating. All right, back to our regular schedule program. Any time that, that in response to the persecution we have, brothers, problems and predicaments, 
that we are encountering. Paul, in the conclusion of this book, he waits to the end and reminds them and put a book in on it and tells them a few things. In verse 12, he tells them, we appeal to you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who labor among you and have charge over you uh, in the Lord and admonish you. It says in verse 13, esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you in verse 14, beloved, to admonish idlers, encourage the fainted-hearted, help the weak, and be patient with all of them. Be careful, y'all, not being patient with folk when you're trying to help them because somebody had to be patient with you. Verse 15, see that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. Evil for evil means don't try to get your lick back. Y'all see how quiet it got right along through that? That's what it means, evil for evil, because you got to remember, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. So when you, God can get them a whole lot better than you ever can. Somebody need to hear that today. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. Somebody ready to get your lick back right now, but you, you put them in God's hands. And you let yourself be guided by God's hands. I promise you things will work out a whole lot better on your everyday walk. Verse, verse, verse 16 says, rejoice always. That means in everything. You ought to always be found rejoicing. But in verse 17, it says it like this, pray without ceasing. And there in verse 18, we pull into the, the parking lot of our text where he instructs us to give thanks in everything, in every situation in every circumstance and tell them this the will of God this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you in other words he's saying to them what you are going through is the will of God and thus you should make sure that you have a word of thanks don't miss the shout I said what you're going through positive or negative or indifferent it's the will of God so you ought to be giving a word of thanks preach Jordan Taylor I'm trying to do the best I can many of us struggle with giving thanks. Listen to me clearly. We, we struggle with giving thanks the way that the text instructs us to, uh, to give thanks because we have a misunderstanding of why we give thanks. Can I teach for a minute, y'all? Uh, we, we have a misunderstanding uh, as to why we give thanks. That's why it's difficult for us uh, to give thanks in every situation. For many of us, uh, our thanks is dictated by whether we are currently in a trial or a triumph. I said our praise, our thanks is predicated and dictated by whether or not we're in a trial or a triumph. If we are in a triumph, we shout. But many of us, if we're in a trial, then we're sulking and woe is me and we have nothing to be thankful for. Touch somebody and say, you always got something to be thankful for. Because the fact you are alive to know you're going through hard times is enough to give God praise for. <laughs> Truth of the matter is, brothers and sisters, that your thanks should not be predicated upon your existential reality of a trial or a triumph. But your thanks should be predicated upon your eternal reliance on a trustworthy God. Can I read that line again, y'all? It blessed me when I wrote it. I promise you it did. I, I said... I said your, your thanks should not be predicated upon your existential reality. That's what you're going through. But your trial uh, should be predicated upon your eternal reliance on a trustworthy God. 
In other words, it doesn't matter whether you high or whether you low. What God is keeping you regardless of what situation you're in in your life. Whether it's trial or triumph, guess what? God is still trustworthy. Because whether you got a trial on this side or whether you got a triumph on this side, that's still a trustworthy God somewhere in the middle. I wish I had a witness in this room that ever known that in some buildings there is called an anchor wall. That, that wall is situated in a way that if that wall is moved, everything falls down. And that's what God is in our lives, brothers and sisters. Whether we're on the left or whether we're on the right, God is our anchor wall. And he's the one that's keeping this thing all together do I have a witness in this room today that can testify that with all the world the things that you've been through in your life you got to testify that it was nobody but God that kept me in my right mind it was nobody that God but hell that healed my body it was nobody that but God that kept me off of you no matter whether it's a trial or a triumph you got to depend on a trustworthy God and why is he trustworthy? Because guess what? You've looked at his resume. Huh. I wish I had a witness in this room right now. You looked at his resume and seen what God has done in your life. And because he's always been trustworthy, we ought to always be saying thank you. Brothers and sisters, because the text Bible tells us, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. That's a trustworthy God. For many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all because that's a trustworthy God. Isaiah 54 said, no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. Then we're talking about a trustworthy God. God is my refuge, a very present help in the time of trouble. Guess what? He's a trustworthy God. Guess what? Can I bless you? James Moore said it like this. He was there all the time. Is there anybody in this room right now that found yourself, I don't know how I made it through that. As a matter of fact, you got to trace, trust God even when you can't trace God because God is right there even when you don't know he's showing up. He's showing up and showing out. And don't have a disgust or a disdain over the difficult experiences because God has something for you even in dark moments of your life. And I'm going to let y'all get on to that stuff y'all got in the crock pot today. I'm getting out y'all way because I see home on some of y'all faces. But, 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 but he even allows, either authors or allows dark moments uh, for you so that you can learn a lesson. Anybody in here ever found yourself like that? You didn't like the lesson, but when you found out it was a lesson, you was thankful for what you had to go through. Okay, for, 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 for the 12 people, thank you so much. Let me help somebody else that's in the room that why you ought not be upset or have a disgust and a disdain for when God allows for difficult things because the text does say in everything give thanks not just uh, uh, sunny days and, and, and breezy days because many of us only got a dance when you got money in your pocket many of us only got a dance when your health is a clean bill of health many of us only got a dance when your spouse is acting like they got some sense many of us only got a dance when our children are acting like they got some sense but what about when all of them acting like they ain't got good sense at all can you still say thank you can I help you? Because what you're going through, it has purpose in it. Uh, and why, I'm, almost get, I'm getting out of here, man. But, but, but what I want to let you know, brothers and sisters, uh, it's kind of like, uh, I want to give you this illustration, because uh, I was watching Geographic, National Geographic one day, and, and, and they were talking about uh, caterpillars uh, and, and the lifespan and the life cycle of a caterpillar. 
uh, 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 and butterflies. And they, they talked about everything that, 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 that went on in order to get them from caterpillar to butterfly. Uh, so, so what they did was they showed me that uh, before you can get to butterfly stage, uh, you, you, you got to go through something. Because truth of the matter is, can I bless you? Uh, nothing about a caterpillar is appealing. Nothing about a caterpillar is something you want. Ain't nobody saying, let me go to the pet store and buy me a pet caterpillar. It's not what they're going to say. They don't even sell them because they know ain't nobody going to want them. So, 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 so because it's ugly, it's dark. It has no curb appeal. You, you, can't, you don't put caterpillars in the window for window shopping. Uh, but because it ain't something that anybody desires. But, but, but that, that caterpillar has a destiny, uh, but it has to go through development. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place here, y'all. <laughs> because, because that caterpillar uh, goes through a cocoon stage. Uh, it has to go into the cocoon, and inside the cocoon is a dark place. It's a dismal place. It's a lonely place. Because uh, can't nobody else go in the cocoon with the caterpillar. It, it got to go through what it's got to go through by itself. And can I bless somebody in here while you ought to, oh, you had your own personal thank you, because there's some stuff you've been through where you've been alone and had to be by yourself. Uh, uh, but, the, but the caterpillar goes into this cocoon and it's in there for a, a long period of time and that uh, it's dark on the inside. It's tight on the inside. It's a struggle on the inside. Uh, 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 no, I promise you, it's, it's, it, ain't, it ain't something you desire to have going on in your life. But while it's in the cocoon, brother and sister, there are three things uh, that are developing. It's, it's, it's made up of, of hair and, 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 and when you're going through it, that, that caterpillar uh, is developing uh, its carry in the cocoon. Well, what you mean carry? Uh, that's its wings that will carry it to its next destination. But it does not get what's going to carry it until it goes through the cocoon. And I stop by to remind somebody, it's some places that God, some levels that God wants to take you through up higher. But you got to first go through some things down low. Preach, boy. I'm trying to do the best I can. Because it needs what it's carrying, and you're going to get what's carrying you in the cocoon. But not only does it get uh, these characteristics of what's carrying it in the cocoon, it gets its conditioning in the cocoon. Uh, uh, because in the cocoon, brothers and sisters, uh, once it starts growing its wings in the cocoon, it begins to stretch and strengthen its wings. It works its wings out in the cocoon, brothers and sisters, because it recognizes now that I'm growing in the cocoon. Anybody in here knew, find out that it was in that dark place that you found yourself growing? Uh, and and I'm, I'm being stretched and I'm being strengthened in the cocoon, brothers and sisters. And I stopped, I, I was looking at it, y'all, and, and what happened uh, is that was, they showed a, a, a caterpillar in a cocoon, and what it did was somebody walked by and saw the caterpillar struggling, and they thought it was trying to get out but it was actually just having a workout. So what they did is took their pocket knife and cut a hole in the cocoon. And when they cut a hole in the cocoon to free the caterpillar, while the caterpillar was going through its strengthening, strength and conditioning, uh, uh, the caterpillar fell to the ground. 
Why? Because it was not time for the caterpillar to come out yet. It still had some more strength and conditioning. It had still had some learning. It still had some weights that it had to pump in the cocoon. And I stopped by to tell somebody that folk need to recognize that when they look, man, you've been going through that a long time. Don't be bad, because when I come out of this, I'm going to be stronger than I've ever been. I'm going to be uh, wiser than I've ever been. I wish I had a witness in this room right now that could testify. I ain't mad for how long I've had to stay in this thing because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like an eagle, run and not be weary, walk and they shall not think. I wish I had a witness in Westwood on today that could testify that I don't mind staying in it a little bit longer if it's going to make me stronger that ain't in my notes but let me say it again you ought not mind staying in it a little bit longer if it's going to make you stronger so that cocoon that caterpillar is in the cocoon it's getting what's going to carry it to the next destination it's getting uh, uh, it's conditioning it's strength in that cocoon but last but not least it gets it's color in the cocoon that's the caterpillar that's the that's the wings and the beauty of what it looks like uh, but but that color that character has to develop thank you holy ghost ain't it a, a, a ain't it shocking and amazing that god uses the dark to give us color god uses a blackout place to give us beautiful color and when y'all, and, and we love butterflies because they're getting tattoos of them everywhere nowadays. But, but, but we, we know about a butterfly. We know it's flying and we know the beauty of its color. Because of what it represents. It, it makes us get easy. It makes us uh, at a peaceful, serene place. But you will never get to that character to be able to handle different situations if you don't first go through the cocoon stage. Because that cocoon, bless your brothers and sisters, uh, is that that cocoon takes us from that ugly place to that beautiful place. And, and, and I want you, while you ought to say thank you and give God thanks in every situation, because too many of us got a bad memory and we've forgotten that we was once in that ugly place because God didn't let us get up to a little bit of a colorful place. Can I bless you? Why you ought to always give God praise, Sister Davenport? It's, it's, it's because the reality of it is, all of us, if we in that shoebox or going back over our grandmama house, uh, that's an ugly picture of you that, that is on the wall before you grew into your ears. You know how big your nose was when you was a child. But you had to grow into it. Why you ought to be thankful? Because somebody in this room right now can testify, I am the way I am, beautifully and wonderfully made. But before I got here, I had to grow into it. Is there anybody in here right now that can give God praise to know that God has some blessings waiting on you, but you had to go through the cocoon stage of your life? Not because you weren't ready for what he had for you, but you had to grow into it. Look at somebody and say, you had to grow into it, grow into it. That was the wrong neighbor. Look at another neighbor and say, some stuff you got to grow into. But brothers and sisters, 
I'm bidding you farewell now. But before I leave you, I just want to remind you, brothers and sisters, that no matter what the situation is in your life, you ought to always find yourself telling the Lord, thank you. When I got money in my pocket, I'm going to tell the Lord, thank you. Whether I'm in overdraft, I'm going to tell the Lord, thank you. Because the Lord has taken me from overdraft before to being in overflow. Do I have a witness in here that could testify that I hadn't always had what I got now? I hadn't always lived where I live now. But the Lord had to let me go through the process. And while I was going through the process, I keep on telling the Lord, thank you. Is there anybody in the room that don't mind giving God praise for all the things that the Lord has done in your life? I hear the old church says it like this. Oh, to be kept by Jesus. Is there anybody in the room that can give God praise? They got a good memory. Because one thing that I found out, in order to give God a thank you, and thanking him through it, you got to have a good memory. Because when I think about it, I start thanking him for it. I wish I had somebody in the room. At 620 Park Rose Road, that don't mind giving God praise because you've had some situations you've had some complications you've had some reservations where you wanted to throw in the towel when life got hard on you but you had to still tell God thank you I feel your granddaddy now because the song said it like this I've had many tears and sorrows I had questions about tomorrow there have been times in my life I didn't know right from wrong but in every situation God gave me blessed consolation that my trials only come to make me strong I need a mass choir here through it all I said through it all I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God through it all through it all I've learned anybody that learned it here to depend on his word is there anybody in the room that want to give God praise because you're in the room right now thinking about all that the Lord has done in your life I just got one question won't he do it do I have any praises in the room won't he do it no matter what you're going through no matter how hard it is thank him through it and the Lord will won't he do it for you I just can I ask one question ain't he alright I say ain't he alright I got to earn doctorate y'all I've been to school but sometimes you just got to go back to the old landmark and I hear that preacher saying ain't he alright I say ain't he alright we thank the Lord through it because he always make a way out of no way turn I've been nice in the day has he ever did it for anybody give me a wave offering in the room if he's ever 
turns your life around when you wanted to give up. Help me say, yeah, say, yeah, say, But somebody in the room feel like you ain't got reason to give God praise. Well, can I help you and give you a reason why you ought to give the Lord praise? Because one Friday evening on a hill called Calvary, y'all know what he did, don't y'all? He died till the sun refused to shine. Died till the earth reeled and rocked like a drunk man. Died till the moon dripped down in blood. But I'm so glad he didn't stay dead. Stay dead all night Friday night. Stay dead all day Saturday. Stay dead all night Saturday night. But is there anybody in the room that know that morning what he do y'all he got up just like he said if you're glad about it and you want to thank him through it say yes say yes open it up nephew say Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.